Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. Once again, we are gathering as a diverse and inclusive spiritual community that seeks to inspire love, work for justice, and grow together in community. Whoever you are, we do welcome you. Wherever you've come from, be welcome here. And whomever you love, know that you are very welcome here. May this be a place where we can each be our fullest and most authentic selves. People have gathered during the longest nights of the year to light a light in the darkness and to share the gifts of community and life through songs and celebrations, rituals, and festivals. While the main celebration most of us associate with this time of year is Christmas, there are many other festivals of light that happen too. Today we'll learn about four of them, Yule, Solstice, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. With stories and songs and rituals, we'll be reminded of what all of these festivals teach us. We need to see the light in ourselves and in each other. We need to feel that hope remains in the world. We need to receive that gift of hope from each other. May this time today remind us that we're together to be a source of light for one another, to be present to each other in times of joy and sorrow, 
to reach out with an open hand and an open heart, to listen, to share what we have, to offer support and care when loss, illness, or struggle happen, to laugh together and to point with wonder and awe at the world around us and say, look at all the beauty, the beauty of the sun and the earth, the moon and the stars, the wonder of every life, the awe of being alive. Together we will light our chalice and candles, a small thing to do, but so important. Lighting a light at the darkest time of the year is a pledge somehow, a sacred vow, a promise to share our inner light with each other and with the world. Donna Hennis says, each spark a signal flare of faith, one by one in tiny increments, candle by candle, gesture by effort, wish and prayer, concern and care, we feed the life fires of the soul and light the infinite universe, little by little, from within. With our songs and our candles and our words and our sharing, let us feed our own life fires so that they may burn brightly, that they may shine, and in doing so, we will light the infinite universe with love and with hope. Come, let us welcome the light and share the light as we worship together. We join Unitarian Universalists across the country in lighting a chalice, a symbol of sanctuary and safety, a sign of life's beauty and wonder, a symbol of peace and hope, an invitation to continue our ongoing search for the light of truth within us and among us. Our chalice lighters this morning are Morgan and Molly. Yule is an ancient Scandinavian festival that marks the ending of one year and the beginning of another. Halls of houses are decorated with boughs of laurel and evergreen trees, symbolizing life's continuity. Lamps are kept burning to ward off spirits of darkness. Friends visit one another bringing good luck gifts. Mistletoe, considered sacred because it mysteriously grew on the sacred oak tree, is cut and some given to each family to be hung in doorways for good luck. It was known as all heal and kissing under the mistletoe is a pledge of friendship. Huge logs are burned. The Yule log is believed to have a magical effect, enabling the sun to burn brighter. People drink mead and gather around bonfires. Poets speak and musicians play and sing. Here is a poem titled, Twas the Night Before Yuletide by C.C. Williford. Twas the night before Yuletide and all through the glen, not a creature was stirring, not a fox, not a hen. A mantle of snow shone brightly that night as it lay on the ground reflecting moonlight. The fairies were nestled all snug in their trees, unmindful of flurries and a chilly north breeze. The elves and the gnomes were down in their burrows, sleeping like babes in their soft earthen furrows. When lo, the earth moved with a thunderous quake, causing chairs to fall over and dishes to break. The little folk scrambled to get on their feet, then raced to the river where they usually meet. What happened, they wondered, they questioned, they probed. As they shivered in night clothes, some bare-armed, some robed. What caused the earth shudder? What caused her to shiver? They all spoke at once as they stood by the river. Then what to their wondering eyes should appear? 
but a shining gold light in the shape of a sphere. It blinked and it twinkled, it winked like an eye, then it flew straight up and was lost in the sky. Before they could murmur, before they could bustle, there emerged from the crowd with a swish and a rustle, a stately old crone with her hand on a cane, resplendent in green with a flowing white mane. As she passed by them, the old crone's perfume, smelling of meadows and flowers abloom, made each of the fey folk think of the spring when the earth wakes from slumber and the birds start to sing. My name is Gaia, the old crone proclaimed in a voice that at once was both wild and tamed. I've come to remind you, for you seem to forget, that Yule is the time of rebirth. And yet, I see no hearth fires, hear no music, no bells. The air isn't filled with rich, fragrant smells of baking and roasting and simmering stews, of cider that's mulled or other hot brews. There aren't any children at play in the snow or houses lit up by candles glow. Have you forgotten, my children, the fun of celebrating the rebirth of the sun? She looked at the fey folk, her eyes going round, and they shuffled their feet and stared at the ground. Then she smiled the smile that brings light to the day. Come, my children, she said, let's play. They gathered the mistletoe, gathered the holly, threw off the drab and drew on the jolly. They lit a big bonfire and they danced and they sang. They brought out the bells and clapped when they rang. They strung lights on the trees and bows, oh so merry, in colors of cranberry, bayberry, and cherry. They built giant snowmen and adorned them with hats, then surrounded them with snowbirds and snowcats and bats. Then just before dawn, at the end of their fest, before they went homeward to seek out their rest, the fey folk they gathered round their favorite oak tree and welcomed the sun neath the tree's finery. They were just reaching home when it suddenly came. The gold light returned like an arrow-shot flame. It lit on the treetop where they could see from afar the golden-like sphere turned into a star. The old crone just smiled at the beautiful sight. Happy Yuletide, my children, she whispered. Good night. This is the winter solstice, the time when the sun reaches its lowest height, producing the shortest days. For a few days, the sun seems to stand still, which is where we get the word solstice from Latin words sol for the sun and sistir to stand still. Our earliest ancestors marked the solstice night by telling stories, singing, lighting fires, and inviting the sun to return. Here is a story about the sun. It was the middle of winter, and the sun had grown very old. All year long, the sun had worked very hard, rising and setting day after day, shining and shining, giving energy to the trees and the flowers and the grasses so they could grow and feed the animals and birds and insects and people. Now the poor, tired sun could barely make it up in the morning and after a very short time needed to sleep again. 
So the days grew shorter and the nights grew longer, until the day was so short it was hardly worth getting up for. Night felt sorry for the sun. Come to my arms and rest, child, she said. I am your mother. You were born out of my darkness billions of years ago. Let me cradle you now as I shelter every galaxy and star in the universe. So night wrapped her great arms around the sun, and the night was very long indeed. Everyone complained about the cold and the dark. Can I hear some people say, oh, it's so cold. Brr. People could hear the wolves howling. <laughs> the wind blew hard. Why does the dark go on so long, asked children all over the earth. Won't the sun ever come back again? The sun is very tired, the old ones said. But maybe if we sing together, the light may return in the morning. At last, the children had to go to bed. We will stay up and wait for the sun to rise again, the old ones said. Can't we stay up too, the children asked. You can try, but you will get too sleepy, the old ones said. But you can each light a candle, because all fire is a spark of the sun's fire. Put your candle in a very safe place and let it keep vigil, vigil for you as you sleep and dream of sunrise. Come light our special solstice candle. So the children lit their candles and put them in very safe places, and each flame was a little spark of the sun's fire. And the sun peeped out from between the arms of night and saw all the little fires and began to feel warmer and brighter and younger still. Early in the morning, the old ones woke the children. Together, they climbed a high hill and faced to the east, the direction of sunrise. They sang songs to the sun and ran around trying to keep warm. They waited and waited to see what dawn would bring. The sky began to turn from black to indigo to blue. Slowly, the sky grew light. A golden glow crept over the horizon. Night opened her great arms, and in a burst of brightness, the sun appeared, new and strong and shining. Everybody cheered, and the children jumped up and down. Yay! Hey, jump. <laughs> <laughs> The sun has returned, the sun is reborn, the people cried, and they danced and sang to celebrate the birth of a new day. Oh, the winds down in December blow chilly and cold, but the first day of the season with warmth to unfold. Though the winter days before us number four score and ten, may this joy stay to sustain us till it's springtime again. Now the days grow a little longer, a little shorter each night. Touch the flame to another candle in the season of light. With lights in every window on our houses and trees, we'll push away the darkness for a new year.
Hanukkah means dedication. It is a festival of light, an eight-day celebration that happens sometimes in late November or December. It commemorates events which took place in 165 before the Common Era. Jerusalem was under Greek rule, and all forms of Jewish religious observance were forbidden. The Holy Temple of Jerusalem had been ransacked, and a statue of Zeus placed on the ritual altar. The Jews seemed powerless in the face of these acts of oppression and violence. The Greeks had a strong, well-organized, well-trained army and modern weapons, including elephants. And yet, the Jews rebelled. In 167 before the Common Era, a priest named Mattathias began the resistance, and his son Judah Maccabee led the revolt after Mattathias' death. The Jews fought heroically in the face of impossible odds, using guerrilla tactics, rocks, and their bare hands against the armored Greeks. Two years after the rebellion began, the Jews won. On returning to their temple in Jerusalem, the Jews grieved for the destruction of their temple, but instead of giving it up, Judah ordered it to be cleansed, a new altar to be built in place of the polluted one, and new holy vessels to be made. According to the Talmud, the book of Jewish law, olive oil was needed for the light in the temple, which was required to burn through the night every night. The Greeks had spoiled all but one small flask of oil, which had enough oil in it to light the sacred lamp for one day. Miraculously, the oil lasted for eight days, which was long enough to prepare a new supply of oil. The eight-day festival of Hanukkah was established to commemorate this miracle and the rededication of the temple. To celebrate Hanukkah, candles are lit in a candelabrum known as a menorah. It has nine branches, one for each of the eight nights of Hanukkah, and the ninth is known as the shamas, or service candle. It's used to light the other candles. Candles are lit left to right. As the candles are lit, these words are said. We light these lights for the miracles and the wonders, for the redemption and the battles that you made for our forefathers in those days at this season through your holy priests. During all eight days of Hanukkah, these lights are sacred, and we are not permitted to make ordinary use of them except to look at them in order to express thanks and praise to your great name for your miracles, your wonders and your salvations. Gifts are exchanged at Hanukkah as tokens of love and affection. One of the traditional gifts is gout, money. Sometimes this money like this is chocolate coins which we'll share during the offering. This time when the candles are burning is to be a time of relaxation and enjoyment. Often family members play with a dreidel, a four-sided top, each side contains a Hebrew letter which stands for the words, a great miracle happened there. Hanukkah is a celebration of the bringing of new light into darkness. Mark Bellatini wrote, the miracle is not that oil lasts, but that our hope lasts despite disappointment. The miracle is not that fire illumines, but that we grow brighter. The miracle is not that people tell ancient stories, but that people dare to live their own stories. The miracle is not that tyranny is resisted, but that resistance recreates us into new beings. The miracle is not that courage exists, 
But that courage does not every time have to ball itself into a fist. Each month, we give away one Sunday's offering to support agencies, ministries, and organizations in the Kent community and beyond that serve those in need. This month's special offering is for the Coleman Professional Services Pregnancy Center. It is the mission of Coleman Professional Services to improve the lives of people it serves, regardless of their ability to pay. Coleman Professional Services offers resources and a crisis intervention center for women who suspect or know they are pregnant or who have a child under the age of five. Coleman educates future mothers from the time they discover their pregnancy until the end of their term. Coleman also offers services that include emotional support, free pregnancy tests, prenatal vitamins, a care plan, and coordination of care throughout the pregnancy and the baby's first year of life. In the spirit of gratitude for the gift of one another and this community and the abundance that makes generosity possible, we now give and receive the offering as a sign of our shared commitment to social justice and the life and work of this congregation and beyond. Kwanzaa is an African-American holiday that has been celebrated during the solstice season since 1966 when it was first designed by Dr. Maulana Karenga a black studies professor and cultural nationalist at Berkeley. Although it is inspired by West African harvest and Thanksgiving festivals, Kwanzaa means first fruits in Kiswahili. It is celebrated like a solstice fire festival. Here is a Kwanzaa story titled, Seven Spools of Thread. In a small African village, a man had seven children. The children grew up to be strong and smart, but they were a disappointment to their father. They quarreled constantly. As soon as the sun rose, they began to argue about how to tend the crops. They argued all afternoon about the weather. At dinner, they argued over the food. And so it went every day. One sad day, the old man died, and after he was buried, the village chief called the seven children together. The chief said, your father left you an inheritance. The oldest said, father left me everything because I'm the oldest. The youngest child said, no, he left me everything because I am the youngest. The middle child said, I was his favorite. He left it all to me. Another child said, everything is mine. The children began shouting and shoving and were soon rolling on the ground, hitting and kicking each other. The chief shouted, stop it, now. The chief then said, your father decreed that everything is to be divided among you equally. But by the time the moon rises in three days, you must figure out how to make gold out of these seven spools of silk thread. If you do not, your father's property will be given to the poor. The children were each given a spool of thread, blue, red, yellow, orange, green, black, and white. The chief then said, from now on, you must not argue or fight. Go quickly. You don't have much time. When the seven siblings returned to their house, something unusual happened. They sat together and said to each other, let us make peace. Let us never again argue or fight. Then the oldest said, I do not believe father would have given us the task of turning thread into gold if it were impossible. A daughter asked, could there be gold in this thread? Everyone held up their spool and looked closely, but there was no gold. 
The youngest asked, could it be that by making something from this thread, we could make a lot of gold? Another daughter said, let us make cloth from this thread and sell it. Another son said, but we do not have enough of one color to make enough cloth to sell. Another child said, what if we weave the thread together to make a cloth of many colors? We could make a cloth that is so special everyone would want to wear it. And so they did. Together they cut wood and built a special loom. They took turns weaving cloth out of their spools. They used all the colors to create beautiful pieces of multicolored cloth. On the morning of the third day, the seven children folded the brightly colored cloth and went to the village. When they arrived, the children all called out, come and buy the most wonderful, beautiful cloth in the world. Everyone in the village came to see and admire the beautiful cloth. Suddenly, Suddenly, a man dressed in magnificent robes arrived and came to the front of the crowd. It was the king's treasurer. He said, how beautiful. This cloth will make a wonderful gift to the king. I must have all of it. The oldest child said, cloth fit for a king should be purchased for a price only a king can afford. It is yours for one bag of gold. Sold, said the treasurer. He untied his bag of gold and gave many pieces to the children. The children returned to the village chief and showed him the gold. They also told him that they no longer fought or argued because they had been too busy working together. The chief said, good. You have learned the lessons your father wanted to teach you. Everything he had is now yours. They were all happy except for the youngest child who asked, but what about the poor people in our village? The oldest child said, let us teach them how to turn thread into gold. The seven children taught the village carefully and the village became famous for its beautiful cloth. The villagers were all prosperous, and to this day, the seven children work together peacefully, farming and making cloth in honor of their father. A major ritual element of Kwanzaa is the lighting of seven red, black, and green candles in the Kanara, a holder. The candles represent the seven African principles, fundamental precepts on which a creative, productive, and successful community life is based. Unity. Self-determination, collective work, shared economics, life purpose, creativity, and faith. Beginning on December 26th, one candle is lit each day. Each day the celebration starts with someone asking, Habari Ghani, which means what news? Then someone else shares one of the seven principles, the candles are lit, and a story or lesson about the belief of the day is shared. After the sharing, everyone shouts, Harambi, which means let's work together. People wear African clothes, give gifts, enjoy feasts and music, art, and dancing. There's a book about Kwanzaa that says, it is a time to remember and honor the past and work together for the future. Kwanzaa asks all of us to take care of each other and to honor ourselves. These are the words of Victoria Safford. Now is the moment of magic, when the whole round earth turns again toward the sun, and here is a blessing. The days will be longer and brighter now, even before the winter settles in to chill us. 
Now is the moment of magic, when people beaten down and broken, with nothing left but misery and candles and their own clear voices, kindle tiny lights and whisper secret music. And here's a blessing. The dark universe is suddenly illuminated by the lights of the menorah, suddenly ablaze with the lights of the canara, and the whole world is glad and loud with winter singing. Now is the moment of magic, and here's a blessing. We already possess all the gifts we need. We've already received our presence. Ears to hear music, eyes to behold lights, hands to build true peace on earth, and to hold each other tight in love. And now grateful for these moments of magic and the light that shines within every one of us, let us go forth in peace and joy to give light and to continue in inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing together in community. May it be so. Blessed be. Amen and namaste. namaste.